Welcome to the IAOM podcast, First Break Stories from the Roll Floor. I'm your host, Simon Tietke. On today's episode, I'm joined by an industry professional I got to know very well through Kansas State University. Fran Churchill serves as a professor of practice, has a ton of industry experience and some great stories to tell. But first, a word from our sponsors. Bühler Insights is the digital service available from Bühler. It provides unprecedented levels of transparency for your process by capturing data from the machines in your plant and then visualizing that data in a digestible format for you to make more informed decisions about your production process. It works on a single machine, an entire plant or across a multi-site organization. Bühler Insights is a powerful, customizable and highly secure digital solution that increases productivity, it could be increased yield, reduced plant downtime, machine, line or plant performance analysis and comparison or reducing your energy usage. Whatever your top priority is, Bühler Insights has you covered today and into the future. Contact your local Bühler office to find out more or just search for it online today. GEA Golfetto Sangari consider milling raw materials such as maize, wheat and cereals as a promise. A promise to all their customers to promote environmental sustainability and make the most of the resources offered by our planet. That's why GEA Golfetto Sangadi's milling technology is developed with the aim of protecting raw materials in the most effective way by reducing internal friction, optimizing the layout and maximizing the energy savings. Discover how GEA Golfetto Sangadi develops and builds milling plants of any size and any capacity on GEA.com. Hey friend, how are you doing? Great, great to be with you here, Simon. Yeah, thanks for joining me. Pretty excited about this. I was looking forward to this for a while, but it seemed to be that um, our schedules are both pretty busy right now. Yes, Definitely yes. yours, I think, out there. Spring semesters are a busy semester out here, so. Yeah, no kidding. Hey, um, before we get into what, you, what you're doing right now, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? I know you're the NAMA instructor of milling science and management. Is that correct? That Well, actually, I've been promoted to professor of practice. Um, a few years ago, K-State added positions um, that or titles that would reflect um, some type of business world or industry experience. So with my industry experience, I was able to get the professor of practice title. Well, you better tell them to nice. update their website then. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so no matter what, no matter what, 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 what is that? What, what are you doing and how did you get to what you're doing today? Oh, you want me to start at the beginning? Start at the beginning. Yeah, like start at the beginning. Tell me where you're from and how the okay. hell did you end up in flower milling? Grew up um, south of Salina, Kansas, central Kansas. And my dad and his brother farmed for a while. So they had cattle and wheat and and all that sort of stuff, and um, kind of two parts to it. Um, I grew up with six brothers. Whoa. Six brothers <laughs> and two sisters. So, But I was always with my six brothers, so that certainly was a part of ending up in milling. Uh, and we were always outside, and whether it was wheat harvest or corn harvest, we were out helping dad with harvest shall we say and for wheat that was he'd let us play around in the as he was loading the truck to go to the elevator he'd let us play around in the wheat and then I I always got to ride with him to to the small country elevator and back then was when they let you stay in the truck and and you know as the as the uh, cab end was lifted up you know, it's one yeah. of those those kind of dumps. They'd let you stay in the truck, so that was <laughs> that was a great time. So, so like going to the carnival. Yeah, and uh, so, anyways, that was my introduction to wheat, and I was also heavily involved in in 4-H, and had a cousin who was quite the older cousin who was quite the baker, and she came over one day. This was before I was in school, so I was five or six years old um, and was baking bread with my mom. And I was I was just fascinated. That was pretty cool. 
So can't beat the smell porridge. of fresh baked bread, can yes. you? Yes. Um, I have a quick question for you. Bread. I have a quick question yes. for you because there's a, there's probably a bunch there is a bunch of listeners I know that listen from international locations. Can you quick summarize what 4H is in the United States? Because I had no idea when I came here. Okay. 4-H is, it started rural, it is everywhere now, but it started rural, and uh, along those lines, you had, shall we say, the, the called it home economics, that, then the baking, the sewing, the knitting, cooking, um, all that sort of stuff, and then, of course, you had the animal side of things. We never did that, but, you know, you could... Um, raise an animal and then show it at the fair. They've always done crops same way, raise a crop and then you bring a sample of your your crop to to the fair. And they branched out into a lot of different things now. Um, a lot of along with that, so you had your projects and then there was also a lot of leadership training and all that sort of stuff as well. So it's pretty so, much to bring youth. To connect youth back to agriculture, right? Kind of, that's the idea. Right, yeah. right, cool. yeah. I just wanted so, to clarify that because I know I'm going to get questions about it. <laughs> so, yeah, very cool organization. Um, so, yes. And actually, I, I ended up, I, 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 th I always say it was because I loved cinnamon rolls so much. I would, I volunteered to make <laughs> cinnamon rolls for the family, for family breakfast breakfast on Sunday mornings after church and so I always did a lot of baking um, I actually when it came to university time I was originally interested in believe it or not meteorology or astronomy and then I got to my senior year of high school I was taking honors classes and physics just physics just slayed me as much as I really enjoyed it it just it just got me and so it's like, oh, maybe I don't want to do this. And um, so then it was like music. Okay, I'll be a music teacher because I was heavily involved in music and went to that school down the road, University of Kansas, for two years to be a, a music teacher. Oh, you did, and, huh? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, but along the way, I'm taking my general education classes and took biology, and it's like, I did, we had to do a little project at the end of the semester, so I took green bean seeds and played around with the, the pH of the soil uh -huh. and to see what that would do, and it's like, oh gosh, you know, I really like this science stuff, and I really miss it, and um, so I started thinking, actually thinking about wheat breeding, and so it's like, okay, I got to go to K-State. <laughs> Agriculture, I got to go to K-State. Yeah. And so I made plans to transfer over here. And so along the way, then, everybody's telling me, you need to look at milling. You need to look at milling. And, you know, back then we had the paper catalog. I'd get that out and I'd look <laughs> at the classes and go, huh, okay, sure. So when I got here for my uh, enrollment... Um, again, I was thinking about agronomy and I told who, who, College of Ag, you know, so well, either agronomy or milling science, I'm not sure which. So they give me Dale Eustace. They give me Dr. Eustace for my advisor. Well, that's, that, that, <laughs> that answered the question right there. <laughs> that answered the question right there. <laughs> and he is ready to sign me up. I think he was going to throw me in three milling classes like right away or something. And I'm just kind of going, whoa, 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 you know. Let me take one. I need to see if I like it, and yeah. we'll go from there. So principles of milling it was. And, you know, I don't know why I went milling versus baking. I could have easily done the baking as well. And probably if I'd had a lot more time, um, I would have done the baking too. Uh, you know, transfer in for music, it's like, well, start over here. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so... Um, well, you already it, knew how to make cinnamon rolls, so you didn't know yeah. how to grind weed, so that makes sense. <laughs> That's so, right. So I, I know your brother very well, Phil, and and I know he's he did he has a milling science degree. Did he already have his degree at this point in time when you came in? Was he an influence no, too? He's 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 younger than me, yeah. so I was the influence on him. Really? 
And I always tell my students here that when you graduate, you need to replace yourself here at K-State. You better bring somebody else in. So <laughs> got to recruit, you know. So, yes, yeah. Phil came in. Then a younger brother, Mark, actually came through and got a uh, feet science degree. Mm. Wow. So I did my recruiting. <laughs> you, did, you did good. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's kind of, that's the early, that's the early, uh, early backstory there. And, you know, I just got into principal, uh, principles of mealing. I loved it. Um, Arlen Ward, that first summer that rolled around, you know, Arlen was fantastic about calling his, you know, his industry friends and saying, hey, you got somebody here that needs a internship and got me a summer job down at uh, Dixie Portland at the time in Barnesville, Georgia. And is that is that a grain craft facility you know? That's the grain craft yeah. facility now that's much larger than it was then. Mm. So um but yeah. What was that I like? Mean, um it was fun. Um there you know, that was a good that was a really um great bunch of guys. I was down there with another K State female. Um Neither one of us had any trouble with the guys or anything. Yeah. They were all very accepting, willing to show us, show us, what do you want to say, show us around and teach yeah. us about the mill. And, you know, it was, I guess it was the, the beginning of some really good hands-on milling training. Just we were, we were there for sweeping and vacation relief, but worked a lot of sifters, helped change exactly. rolls, got to go over the – you know, through the mill every day and check the grind and, you know, just general mill operations. So it, it was still a very good experience, a very good um, introduction to the to the whole thing. Was, so. it, was it pretty old mill by this point in time? Like old What's Ellis? That? Was it old Ellis Royal Mills? Or? No, it was, it was only a few years old. Oh, nice. It was a new brand, um, fairly new greenfield site for... Dixie Portland. Oh, that's pretty um, nice. So yeah, it was. <laughs> it ran very well. So yeah, exactly. So that was probably your first time walking into a flour mill. Huh? Yes. Other than I think we had a couple of field trips. Um, principles of milling. We used to always that class used to go over to ADM and Salina, mm. which was which was an older mill. Yep. So, but yeah, to walk into a mill that's and spend some time there. That that was the first time. So well, I think for a lot of students, that's an awakening. Either they like it or they hate it. Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. And and we try to encourage our our new, especially transfer students, but even freshmen, go out there, get an internship, even just get a summer job, um, and find out early what it's all about. You know, you got to, you know, summer in Georgia, heat and humidity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a flour mill. And, and a flour yeah. mill, and you're you get you don't get dirty, but you're gonna get dusty, you yep. know. And you and you and make sure that you know you work that sifter only once. Don't mess yes. up again, because it's a pain <laughs> in the butt to work it twice or three times in the shift. Well, I can I can tell a story here too. Please. I think since Dixie <laughs> Portland's no longer around, Dixie Portland had a a special rebolt in that mill that. Um, because it's soft wheat, soft wheat mill, and at the time, just 100% soft wheat, and you had your regular rebolt. Then you had another rebolt, and I believe they originally put it in specifically for one customer, but you, you made two grades, you split the flour into two grades, and um, our plant manager decided, I guess the customer they were working on, they weren't quite happy with the flour, so um, we had to go in one day, and of course it's all flour cloths to begin yeah. with. So we had six section sifter, we had to change every single cloth. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, did that one day, I think, or a couple days, ran it for a little while, and we had to change it back. Yep. So, <laughs> 
that was a lot of practice on on changing flower cloths and yeah. and the old old way where you had to have some forearm muscles to stretch those cloths. So. Oh, you, you didn't you didn't have the pneumatic stretches, not like no nowadays. stretches. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, I did a couple of. I was lucky enough to did it, to be part of a couple of um, durable commissionings and remodels in my time as Bueller. And I can tell you, is that a pain in the backside when you know? You had Miller, you work and with decides you have to change like 15 purifiers, you know, and oh gosh, take yeah. those screens out and start restretching them, you know, with those with those little pliers. And, and yeah. you know, doing two or three is not a big deal, right? But but doing like 20 or 30 screens at <laughs> once, that's yep, you're getting the workout in, that's for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Absolutely. I probably had some forearm strength for a little while, but <laughs> that was never my forte. <laughs> no, so you moved, um, you moved, um wouldn't say you moved around a little bit, but you you work for a couple of companies out there in, the, in your time yeah. of being in the field. Um, through Arlen Ward was kind of my connection to Pillsbury. Um, Pillsbury had actually wanted to give me a summer internship my last summer I was available, but and this happens with students. You know, we're focusing on having a job to for the summer to pay expenses and um pillsbury was talking about sending me to la where they had recently done some automation and i'm waiting for their answer in the meantime international multi-foods another company that's not around anymore (laughs) so hey friend we have something for you up in wabasha minnesota and yeah hey, I need an internship, and Professor Ward couldn't get an answer out of Pillsbury, um, so I went with um, International Multifoods. But there was still a, a good connection out there that that I worked then and um, ended up with my fir- full-time opportunity with them out of school then. Where did you go there? So Pillsbury in St. Louis, okay. which is now ADM, and... Old plant. I started my old plant career here. <laughs> well, actually, Wabasha was an old plant too, yeah. but for full time, this was my first older plant, and two units. Um, at the time, the hard wheat mill was about eleven five, and if I remember right, soft wheat mill was about seventy two hundred hundred weight. That's not small. So, That's not good small at all. Size mill yeah. and. I remember at some point in time, one of the memories that really sticks with me is, I don't know if I was still working with the head miller at this point in time, or if I was now on my own as a shift miller. I just remember looking at the roll floor and thinking, wow, we did all this at K-State, and I just felt like I didn't know anything. No idea. Yep. Just, oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into here? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that moment when you mentioned that because I had that moment too and I you know did because I I'm a feed miller right transferred to flower milling okay, in yeah. school and uh-huh. then did my Swiss milling school degree and then I started with Bueller and I worked on my first commissioning I'm like I have no idea what I'm doing you know I spent yeah. all this time and money for nothing I have no clue but it it, it came it came pretty quickly it came, yeah it came together yeah. um I know when I was on my own so St. Louis, that plant had the, the hourly folk had had it just worked out, I guess, just right in that people picked a shift and just stayed on the shift, and it worked out that everybody liked, for the most part, liked where they were, and there was a group of older gentlemen that worked second shift, and so you had, let's see, we had the salaried shift miller, and then we had a grinder, I think we had a grinder, a roll tender, a couple roll tenders, three or four people on each shift, you know, those great old... I like those old names, man. Tiles, just you awesome, know, too. Smutter, you know, yep. and <laughs> Bolter. <laughs> yep. And um, everybody called this guy Pappy, because the, the word was that, hey, Pappy truly ran the shift. So you had to, you know, and we maybe had, I won't say had words, but he maybe got a little cross with me, maybe just one time. And it was kind of like, hey, you know, 
kind of the usual. Yeah. I'm an old timer. I know what's going on around now. You're yeah. just a little case stater, you know, back off, you know. Exactly. And, um, but, you know, let Pappy show you and let Pappy show, teach you everything he knows. And it was great, you yeah. know. Once you, once so, you listen to him and they realize you're there for learning, it's a different thing, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I ended up being there. Let's see here. So 84 to 87 and then, um, got to go to Enid, Oklahoma as an assistant mill superintendent, another older mill, um, two units identical, um, a, uh, line of Bucket elevators in the middle yep. at that time. I've been to that mill too before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to go down there last year and see the transformation, which was just very cool. Just amazing. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, just crazy goes. what you can do back in that same building. But, yeah. And, and, and too, to see the – we're going to put more hundredweight in here, and we're going to only use one, one bay. Yeah, We've still it? got – and their bay to, to to be able to use. So and that was such a different thing when I came over here because you know doing mill remodels in Europe or something, they're already already very efficient. You know uh -huh. they they're on small footprints yeah. they run very efficient, and then and then coming over here where you have all those mills that are hundred years old you just like well I just only need half of that size of that room you know <laughs> it'll be all right, and and it works it does yeah. So and uh, so I was assistant mill superintendent, which meant I was still uh, still pretty much I was the relief shift miller, which of course shift millers take their vacations on uh, when they're supposed to be on midnight shift, but that's okay. I didn't really <laughs> mind that. You know? yeah. But but Enid Enid was a little bit of a, a different animal here, and. Again, I think all parties have retired and or moved on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that was not St. Louis was fine environment being a female in that male world. No problems. Okay. Um, hourly guys, hourly hourly crews, management, everything. No problems. And and really just Pillsbury in general was great. And I get down to Enid and en encountered a little different environment. Mm. So, and, I, you know, I guess it was one of those things I didn't, it wasn't maybe very outright, but. Yeah, eh. I know what you mean. Yeah. And it wasn't as fun, I guess I would say. And so I, I didn't stay in Enid that long, just a couple years. And then it was like, okay. I'm never getting anywhere here. I need to go find somebody else. And um, actually what I did was called a good a classmate and good friend of mine, Brad Hover, and said, hey, what do you have at, at ConAgra? And um, that's kind of where I went. Um, the backstory here is, if I can tell tales, is... Absolutely. That's what this is for. <laughs> A few years later, I'm talking to a K-State, K-Stater, student still at K-State, female, and she had interviewed with this plant manager from Enid and walked into the interview, and this guy said, I'm not even going to interview you because women shouldn't be in milling. Jeez. And I'm going, oh, that explains everything. Yep. So, so you just confirmed oh. his... Yeah, Just stupidity at this point in time too. Yeah, and, and the environment in Enid. Yeah. So, um, I was glad that I had moved on. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, all all that changed. I mean, that's been that's been a while ago, and everything is. Yeah, that's been a while ago. So, yeah, yeah. For sure. as I say, all those people have retired and and moved on. So, yep. <laughs> um, I was in Tampa a couple years and. Having a great time, milling-wise, otherwise, but um, Bob Reed, and I'd met Bob Reed um, 
during my time at Dixie Portland, he called me and said, hey, we got this opening in Dwajak, Michigan for a plant manager. And I had kind of started thinking, hmm, maybe I want to be a plant manager. And um, I don't think, I'm not sure, I, uh, I don't think I'd mentioned it actually to anybody at ConAgra yet, yep. but like if you were a miller, you stayed a miller and, exactly. and that. That was kind of the the prevailing thought, actually, in the industry. So back then, millers didn't move on to be plant managers? Not very many of them. There was a number of companies that said, we got you as a miller. We want to keep you as a miller. We're going to hire other people for plant managers. It's kind of different now, yeah. It's different now, which I'm glad, I'm happy to see. Mm. Um, So he had called looking for somebody for Dwajak, Michigan, and it's like, oh, a chance to, and part of it was a chance to work with Bob Reed again. And just, yeah. he, you know, leader in the industry, uh, one of the best millers around, what can I learn from him? Um, so I took that chance. Now, 2020 hindsight and some of this other stuff, there are times, although it's, you know, life is usually, you got to say no regrets. But sometimes I, I wonder if I would have just stayed with ConAgra. We'll get back to that. I did come back, but if I would have just stayed with ConAgra, I'm sure I would have had a fantastic career at ConAgra. Um, uh, ConAgra guys, I'm just going to say guys, because, you know, all guys. Back then, for sure, yeah. And all that. Just a fantastic group of guys. You know, I guess it was, I, I felt like I was... I, I was working, you know, go to, go to meetings. I was, I was playing, I guess, with my brothers. It was just like being with my brothers. It was very comfortable. They were all very accepting of me. Um, it was very good. Um, had some great plant managers and re- regional managers um, with ConAgra. Uh, so I had a, we worked hard, but it, it was really good. Um, but you you ended up taking that that plant manager job in Michigan. Right? I I was and uh, so when I'm up in um, southwestern Michigan, in the middle of a lake effect snowstorm, and I'm going, what in the world was I thinking? Yeah. You left Florida for this? Are you crazy? <laughs> when when was that? Can you just throw time time frame? So that was about eighty nine. Eighty nine. I ended up being in, I was in four years old then. <laughs> Oh, you're such a youngster. I know I'm a baby. But so just I just want to point this out, but do you know back then in the milling industry there was IOM and everything already, but were you do you, you must have been the only one of the first female plant managers in the milling industry, yeah? Yes. That must have been quite the thing. From above and beyond service to incredible flower performance in your facility. Miller Milling Company goes the extra mile at every mill. Miller's team's dedication and attention to details helps them learn your business so they can work seamlessly as a part of your crew. Whether you need existing products or customized solutions, you can count on Miller to deliver exactly what you need. Miller Milling also works to make sure every link in your supply chain is secure so you get a reliable product on time, every time. And if something ever happens to go wrong, they always make it right. Because here, Flower is more than a processed grain, it's a partnership. Welcome to Milling Made Easy. For over 40 years, Lawrence Conveying Products has been North America's single source manufacturer for all things dry bulk. Lawrence offers a wide range of pneumatic conveying product solutions including diverter valves, slide gates, couplings, elbows and more. Customization is their specialty. Family owned since 1979, Lawrence understands the importance of quality service and flexibility. Clients aren't just clients, but rather extended members of the family. Save purchasing dollars by contacting Lawrence, your one-stop shop. There was a number of years there. I'd get the IAOM directory and go through it, just looking at, you know, in the active membership list, not even looking for women or female plant managers, but just looking for female members, and it's like, Hey, either I'm the only one or there's just a couple others, you know? Yep, exactly. And so it was that way for a number of years. Mm. And uh, <laughs> here I am. Yep. No, and it changed, and it's very positive. You know, I just I think just, it's interesting. I, there were, 
there were some tough times with that, but at the same time, I just really liked doing what I was doing. I have to tell a childhood tale here. Um, so shoot, I must have been either eight, nine, ten years old. It was summertime. Actually, it was a Sunday evening, and, and I don't know, we'd have had a bunch of relatives over for dinner, and my brothers were going to go kind of to the other end of the farm, probably about a quarter mile away, and go camping overnight. <laughs> and of course, I wanted to go with, you yeah, know? Yeah, of course. And they were like, oh no, no girls allowed, you can't go. And I was young. I did the female thing. I threw a crying fit. And my mom just said, of Take course you're going to go. You're going to go. You're just going to go. And she gave me a, a mason, quart mason jar. Here's, here's, take this. You need, you're going to need some water. So she filled that up and <laughs> gave me a jar of water. And I think I took some carrots. She gave me some <laughs> carrots to take, you know, because we did the little foil thing. And she's going, you just go, you just go. And we got there and they needed my carrots and they needed my water. I bet. And we all had a great time. So <laughs> that's some of my early formation to this whole male thing. And it's just, that yeah. has always stuck with me. If you just get out there and you go and I guess you just don't worry about what they're saying. So, yeah, you know, and, and, and obviously it, you know, wants to figure out what you can do, you know, what you bring to the table. Yeah. And that's, I think that's, yeah. that's a big deal. That's how you become a, became a plant manager at that time. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, um, Dwajek, again, Manel was a great company, great people. Um, so I'm hitting my, hitting my, my low thirties here. Um, and, so all my brothers and sisters are having children, and oh gosh, I don't get to see my nephews and nieces grow up. I yep. was single and and hadn't met anybody yet, and had actually thought about adopting from foster care. I had done some work in some volunteer work in in Tampa mm -hmm. with a, it was a halfway house for foster foster kids, and so. That was kind of the that was the tug, the family tug that said when Conagra Mike Strobel is like, hey, come back and run North Kansas City for us. Oh man, that's home right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I you got me, and uh, I know I I probably broke Bob Reed's heart when I left. <laughs> My apologies again, Bob, for that, but the family <laughs> ties were a little bit too strong there to resist. So that was that was a move not for career, but for family. Yeah. And um, so I was there for a few years. Um, North Kansas City Mill was quite the beast. And again, great crew there. Back with the ConAgra guys, they were wonderful. Um, no problems there. Um, and somewhere along the way, um, recruiter called. Usually I just ignored their, yeah. their messages, but this one was to go to work for General Mills, gold medal at the time. And so <laughs> there I was. So I did talk to them and did get hired by General Mills. Uh, got to start right there in Kansas City as the operations manager over there, the the big mill there in that, Kansas that's City. That's a big mill, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so went from there. I wasn't there very long, just about, gosh, even just six months, and they moved me to Johnson City, Tennessee. Oh, which was, so that much for family, eh? Yeah, so much for family. <laughs> Oh, sorry guys, we're moving again. Yeah, but that is pretty much flour milling in the street. Uh, yeah. So I always tell my students because I show them all the places I've worked and lived, and I, I always say, "Don't worry, results." You know where they have the fine print that say "results not typical." <laughs> that's my career. So. Yeah. Well, if that's a lot of people, if you're good and you don't know how to say no. That's usually yes. that is usually yes. the result of a lot of people's careers like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's, you know, if if I have a, uh, I don't know what you would call that, blind spot, uh thing I constantly work on is, uh, and maybe this is part of being female, being too nice and not being able to say no. So that might be part of being <laughs> part of being Midwestern too, you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, off off I was to Johnson City again. A great bunch of people, wonderful area to live in. Um, and so I get down there. We're working away. And kind of what was happening at the same time at General Mills, um, they were changing their structure to a supply chain organization. So the mills were being folded in with all the other all the other plants, and we were you know just becoming an operations division instead of separate flour, cereal, yogurt, whatever. And uh, so that was a big change for for the organization. Uh, had some great bosses there. Um, I always love the ones that um, let me make my own decisions and, you know, keep them informed. To always check in with them. Yeah. But let me run my own show, I guess you could say. And um, so work there. And so one of the changes that came with that was... Um, shutting Johnson City down, unfortunately, out of position um, for today's logistics. And so that's how I ended up at Buffalo. Um, all the way back up north. All the way back up north again. <laughs> uh, Buffalo, again, great people, great people at work, um, actually great people in the area. Um, I didn't mind the snow. But it was winter was from <laughs> Halloween to Memorial Day. You yeah, know? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I live in Minnesota. <laughs> so, um, but um, was there a few years, and I kind of figured this was coming sooner or later, but General Mills in Buffalo is a cereal side on one side of the street and the flour mill on the other side of the street. And, of course, when they had these separate businesses, gold medal, cereal, all that, it I guess it made sense in that each plant had its completely separate structure all the way up to plant manager. Now, with the new supply chain model, that didn't make any financial sense anymore. So it was they went to a site manager, which, of course, was going to be the cereal person. Yep, of course. <laughs> So my my position was eliminated. Uh, ultimately, there were a few more eliminated. Um, a lot of consolidation on things like finance department, um, quality, all those sort of things. But so there I was looking again. Um, ended up with a couple of offers, um, Horizon Milling at the time, and then C.H. Gunther in Knoxville, Tennessee. So we did one of those, hey, we love Tennessee, let's go back to Tennessee. It was family flower. You know, um, C.H. Gunther in Knoxville was white lily brands. Yep. And it's like, ooh, this could be a little dicey being family flower. Family flower at the time was still on a little bit, a slow downward trajectory. Yeah, so nobody was baking at home anymore. Huh? It was baking. Thank goodness the 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 newest generation is is baking more now. Well, one one uh, positive thing that came out of COVID, I guess, huh? Oh gosh, all the baking there, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so we'll go with Knoxville, and at least we'll we'll be in a spot that we really like. And I would have loved for that to have lasted, you know, a good fifteen twenty years and retired from there. That would have been. <laughs> Perfect, but I was just there for a few years. And the funny story there is I get there and the the union the union first says, You gonna shut this plant down like you did the one in Johnson City? Go, Whoa. You had a reputation already, huh? I had a reputation already. And it's like, well, I have no plans to do so, you know. And then here we go, you know, just, <laughs> gosh, was it a year later, a couple years later, Gunther sells the flower business, and ultimately the plant is shut down. So it's like, oh, guys, 
No, I did not know this that. This ain't my fault. <laughs> Which, I mean, you kind of saw it coming, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to their excuse, I mean, yeah. you know. And, uh, yeah, as I said, I, I would have never thought it, you know, and we yeah. even came up, we thought we came up with some good ideas on maybe how to do business there a little differently to, to help, um, smuckers out a little bit, but, yeah. uh, couldn't get anywhere with that. So, but anyways, actually at that point in time, it's kind of like, Hey, we really like Knoxville. We want to stay here. Um, I'd always kind of thought had my you know my plan B in the in the back of my mind that if if I had to do something different I would teach science or math probably more and I hadn't decided at that point what level um, and so I looked at University of Tennessee and I didn't need and that and I'm sure these programs still exist because there's just such a shortage of of math and science teachers. I didn't have to take very much more math, had a lot of math mm -hmm. credits. Back in the day when the K-State, uh, the milling science program, we had the operations option where you took three semesters of calculus. Yeah. And I had actually taken some more math classes along the way. So I didn't have much to do there and, and then just to add the education classes. Um, so I did that and taught actually taught ended up teaching algebra two for a couple years in a local high school um it's so one thing about high schools is they tend to give the brand new teachers the most rowdy or the rowdiest students well you so, came out of milling you know how to deal with trouble oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, but that was a lot of fun, and I still keep in contact with those students for just those few short years. Yeah. And I had actually applied at K-State a couple other times. Uh, one time when they were looking for an operations manager for Hal Ross, many years before that, and then I think just a few years earlier than this uh, for an instructor position that went to Chris Miller. Oh, yeah. And so, so they did you miss me. milling at all then when you went out of milling? Yes. Yeah. I, and actually now I still miss, I still miss being out in a plant. Yeah. I still miss that day-to-day -day of both running the mill. You know, it's kind of the whole thing, running the mill Growing a team, yeah. working with your employees, uh, working with your customers and, and the relationships there. Yeah, I'm, I totally miss all that. Mm. Um, that is still in the back of my mind. I love my students here. Um, yeah, it's a great you time, you know. You never get disconnected, I guess. But yeah, because yeah, it's quite the change coming from what you did going to teaching high school. You know. Yeah. So K-State called and so came out, did it, did the interview and you do your teaching presentation and all that sort of stuff. And so that was 2012 mm. and been here since, which wow. has been absolutely, absolutely a blast. But yes, uh, probably almost every day I think about walking through the mill, being in the mill, what's going on, kind of the day-to-day -day stuff, you know. The, the new crop transition, anything you can think of. Yeah, I, I miss that a lot. So I need it. So if anybody wants to, to give me a, a summer refresher, I'm, I'm game for going and spending a summer in, the, in a flour mill. So yeah, absolutely. You're always welcome to. A lot of fun. You're so. always welcome to choke some of our lifts in the summer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. So 2012 till now. And then, so what, what does it mean that you – do you still are a NAMA instructor? Because you said you have a different title now. But what yes. does it mean than um, being working for NAMA or for K-State? Yes. Uh, NAMA, North American Millers Association, supports my position, mm. um, which is, is uh, fantastic. And just all the way around, even from that support from the industry, um, the support we get from the industry to give our students summer internships and, of mm. course, the time positions and and speakers and pretty much anything we want is is just fantastic and that's 
you know, that's a great part of, of working here as well. And it's a great connection to the industry. Um, yeah, this would be a little bit harder if we didn't have those connections, I think, um, to not have that support. So, so what are you teaching at K-State? What's your, what's just super, super power? (laughs) (laughs) What I, what I landed with and kind of, uh, ended up jumping into, so principles of milling, which is our introductory milling class, grinding and sifting and the basic process, um, and then Milling Science 1 lecture and lab as well. So both of those are a lot of fun. I've taught some other classes along the way. Um, we used to have another class for seniors, um, and I had turned that class into a continuous improvement Lean Six Sigma class. So what we've done with uh, Milling Science 1 and right now, the the lecture and the lab are two separate classes. So lecture is still very much, I'm sorry, lab is still very much hands-on milling, yeah. uh, learning the process, learning what key stocks need to look like. Um, actually, we give them a little quiz. We've got samples of every every all our different sifter cuts, all our different sifter sifter uh, separations and so every week is we give them a passage name the passage name all the where all the separations are going so they can help them learn those key stocks and then we focus also on the the equipment Mm. how does it work what you know what does it do how does it work what's the maintenance here what are the food safety issues what are the human safety issues um, to give them some of that. And then lecture, we're, we're doing um, the continuous improvement. Um, I'm focusing a lot on the Toyota Way, which is very interesting. And um, so we start from that basis, and by the end of the semester, they have to write kind of a really basic uh, preventative maintenance program. Now, most of them are going to jump into plants that already have that, but just to give them an introduction to so they understand the, yeah, they understand the maintenance programs because okay. sometimes they're hard to understand. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So that's that's what we've done with milling science one, and then milling science two. They can jump back into jumps really back into more just technical milling and you know flushy technology <laughs> something like that sheets, making adjustments on the mill, all that sort of stuff. So um, it's been a lot of fun getting into the preven- you know the preventative maintenance, the the uh, continuous improvement as well. So hopefully we can give them some good skills along those lines there. So absolutely, yeah. Because you know you see it more than more often than not that a lot of the new hires from K State often have to take not even take care, but sometimes work in the maintenance department for a while and or manage the maintenance department too for mm-hmm. a while that, that makes yeah. a much difference if they know what they're talking about yeah because it's hard to start as a kid in a maintenance department and tell the old timers what to do you know yeah <laughs> but if they figure out fairly quickly that you know what you're talking about that helps a lot that that cuts that time down of of them not really listening to you you know yeah <laughs> When I was in Tampa, I actually, I had the mill and then I was head miller and then I actually had the, the maintenance department as well. Yeah. So it's pretty common still, I think that, that has very good training. Happens. So yeah, absolutely. And it's nice to take care of your own maintenance in the mill. So you know exactly what yes, needs to be done. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the tension yeah. doesn't have to be there. Awesome. Yeah. Good. Um, how are things going with COVID? Um, you know, Campus, kind of from a personal standpoint, um, campus has been very empty, and I won't call that depressing, but it's just very sad. I think students this semester are starting to relax a little bit more. Um, That first semester, so a a year ago, um, everything had to go remote, even labs, and it's like, what are we going to do? We did some short videos. Um, I just, 
anytime we generate data in class, I've saved it. So I had a lot of pictures, a lot of data. So um, pretty much our labs for the rest of the semester turned into here's, okay, still going to do this lab, dry versus tempered wheat, you know, and here's, here's some data, here's some grinding data. Here, grinding and sifting data. Here's some here's some photos and yeah, do the lab report. So yeah. um, that got us through at least um, this semester. Actually, last semester was not a problem to do all our labs in person. This semester, they had told us that the first two weeks of the semester were going to be all remote, hmm. and but we went to the president of the university and said, hey, we do these very hands-on labs. It is very important in our department to be hands-on. It doesn't work as, you know, remote. And so we were able to do that from the start this semester. And the students love it um, a lot. I think last semester I kind of had a revolving door of students, um, either quarantine, yeah. isolation, the whole, not too many, only a couple positives, yeah. but somebody was always, always out had somehow. to stay home. And, and this semester it's only been a couple of students. So that is, is very encouraging. It and, is. and, and they love, and they love the labs. They, they, they love the hands-on. So I think it's the best part of milling is to get it's your hands dirty. Part. But oh, exactly. But um, how do you, you have probably had to change even to the to the hands-on to the lab classes quite a bit, huh? You had to adapt a those. little bit. Yeah. A lot of them, the labs for POM, I have done like little little lab kits, I guess you would say. Um, here's your here's your here's your latex gloves. Here's all your sample bags you need. Uh, here's what you need just for you. So nobody else, nobody's just rifling through the yep. box, whatever, you know, but here's your stuff. I do want to at the beginning for principles of milling where we do, I do bread, cake, and cookies, and I bake each product out of a soft wheat, spring wheat, durum, hard wheat, and soft wheat so they can see the differences. Yeah. So instead of just making a little cake that I could cut up and they could look at it and take little pieces if they wanted, um, I had to do cupcakes. I did rolls, rolls, yep. instead rolls instead of a loaf of bread. Yeah. Um, that so sense, individual so. servings, yep. which was a lot more work, but just so they could still have the experience. So, yeah. but, um, makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's, and I'm pretty sure a lot of this is going to stick for quite a while. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Good, man. That was quite the, quite the walkthrough. <laughs> you, did a, you did a lot in your career. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding you do a lot of baking we're going to come back to wow. that in a second but yeah. <laughs> that is something i want to want to get into with you but um um i always have a question i ask a lot of people and i think you are one of the people i want to ask that because especially since you work in the educational field and that's um how we can promote the job of milling grains to the kids today and also how we can add diversity doing that oh gosh i you know it just I don't know. We just keep kind of shaking our heads that why why is this such a, you know, it's a well-kept secret that mm. that is not good. Um, I guess, you know, I think about my own experience in Salina. When I grew up near Salina, Salina was still very much a flour milling center. And... Um, Actually, the Veneer family had um, gooch milling, and my mom would go to the north end of Salina to cash in her gooch coupons, and, you know, it's right right with the flour mill, yeah. and I here I am, the farm kid, I know what wheat is, yeah. I know where the, you know, what the elevator is, I still didn't make this connection that... It needs to be oh, milled. It needs to be milled. I was still the, wow, magically bag of flour yeah it's just a stone uh, you throw that in it comes out right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so i think about that and it's like how did i how did i miss that or and how did i not wonder 
what was going on in that big white building there, you know? I guess you make a good point, yeah. That, like, that, that's what most people are missing, that I still don't understand what yeah. the step so Somehow, yeah. and, and what we're really focusing on now is just trying to build awareness you know, it's it's got you know it's an awareness of what we do here, but awareness of the industry too. And I think what little bit about maybe what goes on in a mill that it's mm. I don't know it's not this yeah. really yeah some of them are still old, but we're not going to tell them that. But yeah, anyway, but... it's not necessary. There are a lot. I tell my students, I. I had this career where somehow I ended up working in all these old mills. And then I tell him about my younger brother who just happened to hit his career at the same time that the Durham milling industry was expanding and retooling in the United States. And he got to work in all these brand new mills. I don't know how that happened, you know. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, I tell them now more and more mills are are putting in brand new equipment. Fully uh, automated. Fully automated. All this really, really cool places. And yeah, a lot it's, less it's, of that older com- stuff is running. You that's know? a complete new technology. That's a complete new topic to the milling job for sure. So. Mm-hmm. And I hope that this is going to influence some of the younger crowd to do that. When, because I, I can tell you, Job security, jobs out of college, and the money you make. Those are all three topics yes. that everybody should jump on the Milling yes. Science degree. And that's, I mean, that's no brainer. part of here, you know. We need, we probably need two to three times the graduates that we're, yeah. we're pumping out here. And For sure. COVID just hasn't helped the university scene at all. So, um, but yeah, um, to, to try to get that information about the industry, a career in the industry is this, you know, there, the, to me there, I have, I still have a lot of pride. I, you know, I, I didn't end up going to haven't yet anyways, gone to a third world country and, mm-hmm. and helped with food or anything like that. But flour is just such a wonderful, basic ingredient to make basic foods that everybody can afford and um and they're good one thing and they're good (laughs) when we have prospective students if we have a 4-h group or something here i'll tell them i don't know how many millions or probably even billions of pizza crust flour i made in my career (laughs) i made a lot of it so you are touching a lot of people's lives in a you know a very basic and positive way Excellent. so people don't even know that's a cool part of it too yeah for sure well that's good that's good i need to come um i need to come back down to kansas soon at some point you need to have me love to, yes yeah to help you out a little give you a half day off or something you know <laughs> tell the kids about milling in a different point of view maybe yeah that would and be great if i'm down yeah. there i demand cinnamon rolls Okay. Just you understand All right. that. <laughs> I better start practicing. <laughs> well, you said you're good at him, so. <laughs> All right. I well, had cinnamon rolls, and then I had this. There is a, a recipe in the Fleischmann's book for this peach pastry, and it was a real. It, it wasn't a croissant dough. It was like a faux croissant yeah. dough, I guess. It had a lot of butter in it, but you just didn't do the layering thing. Yeah. I should try it with the layering thing. And sometimes I made that too. That was really good. Well, I'm so. I'm open for either of them. It's about lunch. <laughs> it's about lunchtime around here, so I'm uh, yeah. you know you get me all you get me all excited now. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta get you down here. Yeah, I, get absolutely. You in front of the class. That would very be wonderful. Soon, very soon. Well, thanks a lot, Fran. Oh, this you're was, welcome. This was wonderful, and um, we keep in touch and keep talking for sure. And, yes, for sure. You know, we talked about we have something coming here. We wanna. We don't want to tell the listeners too much, but we have something coming here working a little bit with K-State students in the future. So there'd be some interesting stories and maybe we can follow them a little bit in, what, in their first days in, yes. in the chaos yes. of a flower mill coming out of uh-huh. school. That'd be great, huh? Yes, well, very good. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And you have a good rest of your day. And um, right. we talk soon, huh? Okay, you bet. <laughs>